Shalom, everybody. Welcome to this edition of uh, uh, my personal salvation testimony, How Jesus Saved Me. Today's guest is going to share with us. Her name is Tara and she is from USA. She's from Florida and she's going to share with us how she became a born again believer and, um, you know, her life uh, up to that point and um, uh, to, to show us how she became a believer in Jesus. So I'm going to bring her in now to the studio. So one second, bear with me. Um, hi, Tara. Tara, how are you? Hello, good. How are you? Shalom. Shalom. And uh, Tara, you know you have an Irish uh, first name. I know. Yeah, it's it's like it means like where the kings met. Right. Yeah, it's so cool. But in Hebrew, it's actually in Hebrew. Oh. And it and it means and it's pronounced Tara, which is how my mom named me. And it's called and it means doorkeeper. Wow. Yeah. That's hallelujah. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Do you think you're a gatekeeper for your community or for oh, your state? Amen. Amen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and Tara, Tara's in her 20s. So I'm delighted to have a younger uh, person as well. I mean, all ages are, are great, but like it's great to have the 20-somethings uh, sharing their testimonies. And there's more 20-somethings coming up shortly, um, which is great. So welcome to the broadcast, Tara. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. My honor. Yeah. What, part, sorry, what part of America are you, are you living in? I'm in um, Claremont, Florida, okay. so it's it's Central Florida area. Great, yeah. so nice, mm -hmm. hot, nice hot weather all the time. Uh, yeah, it's it's brutal right now. It's it's the heat index like today is like 107. Wow. So yeah, Fahrenheit. Wow. So, okay. All yeah. right. Well, I suppose you have air conditioning and stuff like that. Do you yeah, have praise God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Clara, tell me a little bit about your life. You know, um, were you born in Florida or where were you born? So, yeah, so I was born um, here in, not in Claremont, but I was born in um, a place called Beville, Florida, which I'll explain when I start to read. It's a small town. Yeah. 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 And uh, what sort of, you know, upbringing did you have? Upbringing. Okay, so at the age of six, do you want me to like go ahead and just go yeah, for yeah. it? Or okay, so I but my upbringing, I was not raised um, Christian. Like we okay. didn't we didn't go to church. Like we didn't know Jesus. Yeah. So um, I'm actually like one of the only ones saved in my whole entire family. Wow. So, yeah. Uh huh. So it's it's really it's it's awesome. You know how the Lord just starts new. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for that. And it's always an important one because, you know, uh, the one that God gets saved first just kind of has a bit of responsibility to pray for the other ones to bring them into the kingdom, you know? Amen. And Amen. I'm standing on that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Amen. Great. Okay. Yeah. So at the age of six, um, I was washing my hands at the sink in the town I grew up called BVL, Florida. I asked my grandparents, what happens when we get old? Do we come back like as a baby? As I asked them the question, they said, when you get really old, honey, you will die and everyone dies. It's a part of life. Then you will go to heaven. I remember this moment so clearly because I had the thought of eternity and it gripped me at six years old that one day I would die and I wouldn't be on the earth anymore. I also thought about heaven and what it would be like. We moved on to another subject, but that moment stayed with me like my, my entire life. Hmm. What is the true reality of eternity? Do we just have goals or is there a deeper purpose? So my mom was a single mom. We lived with my grandparents. Life was good as a child. We had all we needed from the physical eye. We lived the normal Floridian life, which is Disney. 
more Disney and more Disney. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Beach and restaurants. Um, but then in December of 2001, I lost my grandma from staph infection caused by a dirty needle after a major surgery. She was 44 and she was the love of my life. Um, like I said before, we didn't know Jesus. We didn't go to church. So the deepest love like I ever felt came from my grandma and I was devastated. Yeah, right after this happened, um, I was sexually abused by a family member and a case was dropped because I was asked to make a decision. And as a nine-year-old making a decision to press charges, it was just hard, you know? Wow. Yeah. And um, you were asked as a nine-year-old child whether or not you wanted to press charges. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was my decision as a nine-year-old child. Yeah. Wow. Whether to press charges. Um, so I couldn't do it. Although my mom was behind me like 100% of the way. Like she was like, I want you to make the decision if you want to go forth and testify. Yeah. And so I just couldn't do it because I feared losing my family. I had a huge family of cousins and aunts and uncles. Right. And I wanted I wanted to keep like this false peace. Okay. And the way Jesus, Jesus called us to be, um, he didn't call us to be peacekeepers. He called us to be peacemakers. Right. right. So there's a difference. And I grew up with this false mindset. And I was used to the tradition of some Italian families. Mm -hmm. where everything is like hush hush turn the blind eye don't talk about it move on life is fine mm -hmm. um but this mentality obviously as we get older it's not okay right it's yeah. a deception yeah but later on in life when jesus saved me he worked this situation out for his glory and god worked forgiveness and love through my heart for this man i praise god i really do for his grace in this situation because it worked in me so mightily in my weakness mm -hmm. and through this god healed me and obviously the word says, if we can't forgive others, we will not ourselves re receive eternal life. Mm -hmm. So I do know, I do know it's hard, but God's grace is sufficient. And he, gave, he even gave me love for this family member to where I'm able to now hug this man from a heart of mercy and forgiveness. And wow. so I praise God for that. You're able to hug the man that abused you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because of your relationship with the Lord. Yes. Amen. Only through, yeah. Like before, because it was um, hidden, like my family didn't believe me. My mom did, but like my, the rest of my Italian family, like they didn't believe me. They thought it was a lie. So I would go to like family events and stuff and I would still hug him. Yeah. Because that's just what Italians do. But it wasn't, it was hard of like, you know, like fear and, and anger. But when Jesus saved me, I, I'm able to hug him with, how like I just pictured Jesus in me hugging him with a heart of mercy, wow. you know, and because he needs it too, you know. I don't want to see him go to hell. I don't. Yeah. I I want to show him the love of Christ and what what the power of God can really do through our weakness. And you really know when somebody is healed when they by the Lord from something like abuse when they can do something like that. Amen. Yeah, it's all glory to God. Mm -hmm. And um, is this person still alive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So you never. You, so at at the age nine, you were given the choice whether to go ahead and prosecute him for abusing you or not. And, and what did what happened? What did you choose to do? Um, I chose not to because okay. of I didn't want to break up my family. That false, you know, peace. Okay. I just okay. thought I would lose them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you were you were you were afraid of losing your family. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. they were my life. You know, I didn't. That's how Italian families are. They're really close. They're you know, they're yeah. huge. So 
Yeah. That was, and we didn't, I didn't know Jesus. So that was yeah. my life, you know? You were so little when you had to make such a big decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was. Okay. It was. So, okay. So you didn't press charges and then your life went on. You, you became a teenager and, and sort of what's yeah, sort of, okay. How did you live your life then? So um, my mom used to be like a singer in the world. I want to mention my mom because okay. uh, it's really cool. So she used to be a singer in the world. She performed like all over the place and she had alternative rock albums. Right. And um, my mom also had a radical encounter with Jesus to which like she still hasn't shared yet. Wow. I know. She's, I know. And I, but when Jesus came into her life, I remember as a little girl, I was like maybe 10. She was throwing like crystals and witchcraft objects into the lake. Okay. And um, it was beautiful, even though I, I didn't know what it meant, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then um, my mom met my stepdad at, at the church we started going to because we started going to church after my mom got radically saved. Wow. And um, they got married. Okay. And my mom was the lead singer for this big church. Okay. And um, during their practice nights, I would dance like to the worship music. Yeah. But then I was banned from dancing because a denomination didn't believe in dancing. I know, I know, dancing to the Lord. And as a 10-year-old child, I'm like so confused. I'm like, I was a dancer my whole life and now I can't dance, you know? What? I know, in front of God. So I was sad, but... You should have told, told him to read the Bible about where King David danced before the I know, I know, I know. And any other things. Yeah, so... I was sad, but we continued to go to the church and I liked it. I had fun, but then something happened with my parents personally, and we ended up leaving the church and falling away from God. And okay. I do remember missing church though, in the presence of God, even though I didn't know him yet. Yeah. 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 So your okay. So your mom and dad, then you, 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 they left the church and, and you left then and you missed it. And what age were you then when you le left the church? Um, I think we were, I was maybe like, 10 or 11. Oh, so it's not long after the where you were given the opportunity to prosecute. Yes. So it's very shortly mm -hmm. after that. Okay. Right. And your your mom your mom stood by you. She believed you in that whole thing. She did, yeah. So mm -hmm. Did that create a, a stronger bond between you and your mother? Yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. Because for there sure. was other members of the family who didn't believe you. Right. Yeah. My mom, my mom has always believed me. Like she has like that discernment where she can she just knows you know of course yeah I'm, I'm grateful for that and did you did you did you encounter any bitterness in yourself towards the people who didn't believe you i did i did i, I really did um just because it's hard you know as uh, to be called i was like literally called like a liar you know mm. and and even like in, interrogated like by older family members right um that like yeah so it, it was hard it was hard Wow. It was wow. hard, yeah. Okay, and then where did your life go from there? Okay, so then during middle school years, um, I started getting bullied, and mm -hmm. I was bullied a lot and came to a point like where I had enough, and I started sticking up for myself, which was good. It was a good thing, but since I wasn't submitted to Christ, I let anger be the mm -hmm. driving force for my voice, not justice. Oh. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then high school started, and that's when um, – the enemy started to have like control over my life. Okay. Um, I was very angry with life. Uh, I listened to very dark and just nasty music. Mm -hmm. um, I was suicidal. I attempted suicide on a couple of occasions okay. and and failed. Um, how, did, how did you try to kill yourself? Um, one time I cut my wrist. 
Um, another time it was medicine. And then another time, and two times I, I almost crashed my vehicle going like a hundred miles an hour. And that was deliberate. It was what? That was deliberate. You tried to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crash your car. For oh. sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, well. Yeah. And then one time I, I had, when I was, um, I was like around 15, I would say, um, I, I, I had possession of demonic forces and, um, I also tried, I was like walking the streets, like literally like in almost no clothes and, and, um, yeah. And I, I was trying to slip my wrist. Yeah. And, and I had, a, and I had a Christian friend, which I'll get into later, I had a Christian friend though. And she was always behind me, always praying. And I, I really thank God for her and her mom that night actually ended up praying over me because she grabbed me like into the car and she prayed over me. And I, the demons literally like were released from me. I'm serious. Like I had no thoughts, no nothing of what happened. It was. Yes. Wow. And you know, you know, Tara, a lot of people don't realize that this stuff, you know, when you're trying to kill yourself is evil spirits or demons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's that, that, that they're on the person or in the person and they're driving them to do that. A lot of Christians don't realize they, you know, it's, it's, it's really actually not the person it's, it's yes. the evil spirits or the demons on the person. Uh, pushing them to kill the person because the devil ultimately wants to kill a person. Yes. That's his yes, ultimate goal. Get rid of you. Yeah. 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 And my mind just kind of like when you're in it, like you're like there, but you're not there. It's like a, it's weird to explain. Like your yeah. mind, you know, like you shouldn't be doing it, but you don't have like control. Like your mind feels like it goes, even though you're still right. there. Right, because yeah. because it's not you. It's the evil spirit con is controlling you to do things. It's uh, you know, Derek Prince was a great man, and he was um mm -hmm. in, in the uh, deliverance ministry, and he says yeah. any, anything that's uh, a compulsion is demonic, mm -hmm. and you know it is my belief that most people in the world have evil spirits on them. Including, including Christians who have been born mm -hmm. again and most people need deliverance and it's a process of sanctification with the Lord. Um, so it, it's what unites us actually. And there's even some Christians who don't believe that Christians can have demons, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? right. Right. So, so tell me then, go on. So, okay, so you you tried to k kill yourself multiple times or um, and it didn't succeed, obviously. Mm -mm. No, praise God, praise God. So one of them was cutting your wrists. The other one was uh, two, two car, two car, two car accidents. Yeah. Um, what, was and the, then, what was that? What was the other one? Was it um, medication to overdose Dro drugs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had you been taking drugs at that stage? Um, I had already. Yeah, I I believe I already started taking drugs at this. I think that was the the first suicide attempt. I was. Actually, the first suicide attempt, this is crazy. This is crazy. I'm remembering now. I was um, I was about five years old. I know this sounds crazy. I was about five years old, and I was in my room, and um, there was, like, this poison. It was, like, a scent, but it was, like, a poison scent, and um, I took it up. I was in my room alone, and I took it up, and I, I like, started to drink it, and, right. it, like, and it stopped. And I remember like getting so afraid and I was just started like vomiting because I was so afraid that it was going to kill me. But it's just crazy how even as a, a little child, like the enemy can see, you know, the, the calling upon someone's life. And, and try. I didn't even know what suicide was. I mean, I had a good life as a kid. Why would I try to, you know, hurt myself, try to drink poison? 
Sure. It sure. just didn't, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, when a person does have a high call on their life, um, there's a certain amount of angels surrounding you. So the demonic exactly. realm, they can actually see the people who have high calls in their lives. And, and what the demonic realm do, the armies of evil, is they target. So if a child, always watch, I always say to people, always watch for a child who's plagued with illnesses or stuff like this, because it's usually indicative of, of a high call for God on their lives. Yes. So, so you're telling me basically that, I, am I am I get, am I getting it right here? Is it about five times there was a suicide attempt? Yeah, it might have been more. Might have been more. Okay. okay. Yeah, it might have been more. Um, yeah. I, yeah, about I know there was two and then one and then one. Yeah, about five. Um, and oh. I think another time when I was younger, but um, I I didn't do it. Also, yeah. Wow. So when yeah. you were younger, did you ever get into the occult? Um. So. I, I didn't get into the occult, but I did um I did do some things now that I know is witchcraft that I didn't know right. I was doing back then. I had a friend that was just really like into like these games, um, um just yeah weird stuff. And I would even though I was afraid, I would just do it because I was her friend. Um, but but my family line um, on my dad's side, um, they're they're like masons, so. And and um, I'm American Indian, wow. so yeah. So a lot of it, uh, I'm yeah. Italian and American Indian, so we know American Indians. They worship idols, and it's just a lot of like rooted, rooted, rooted stuff, and stuff that I don't even know that they're into. Um, sure. I just kind of turned because I I was asked, I wasn't asked because Masons like you can't ask to join. You have to yourself ask. Like they can't ask you, and but all my family on that side is Masons, but. Um, they would like try to pull me into it without asking me, but I, I never felt peace of doing it even when I was in the world. So mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And, uh, and people don't realize that, you know, our bloodline, especially back to fourth, fourth generations can impact our lives. I had to myself go through a deliverance ceremony uh, from an uncle of mine that was in the Masons and two major curses got broken off my life. The Holy yeah, Spirit amen. started crying and grieving. So this is real stuff. And, you know, I've kind of questioned God over that. I've kind of been like, oh, God, it doesn't seem fair that like we should have to carry the sins of our forefathers. But it actually is fair because God wants families a certain way and he wants, you know, the, 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 in one in one age, you know, the father, the mother, the grandchild and the great grandchild would all be alive at the same time. So this is where holiness comes in. So God doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't get things wrong. He, he has things set up for us for a reason. So, yeah, your bloodline, what's in your bloodline can come down your bloodline. And yep. Um, it's it's really did you go for uh, so okay so okay so you're you're now a teenager and mm -hmm. uh, w w you're in high school is it or where are we yeah, at now? Okay. yeah. so freshman yeah freshman. so I'm in freshman and that's when like really things started <laughs> getting really really bad okay. um, so as a freshman I met this guy and we started dating and he was like the campus drug dealer okay and I do feel led to share this part like yeah um, when I was writing it um and to the parents, like, parents, please, please watch over your children. Um, know what's going on in their lives. Stand firm in the word of God over their lives. You have the God-given authority over them. And right. um, it, it's not, we don't, parents, like, it's good to love your children, but we don't want to be, like, their best friend and just, like, allow stuff to happen. But yeah. be the godly example and loving parent that God has called you to be. And discipline is good. And I say this because... 
I didn't have this. Although my mom was behind me, um, she was struggling with other stuff also. So, um, although I made the decision to live the way I did, I could have died, but it was only by God's grace that I didn't. So I just wanted to say that like to the parents, I felt led to just know like what be involved, like with your kids, like be open with them, let them be open with you without like, let them try to have understanding, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like it's um, it's it's a really good advice, and um, you know, parents are not perfect either. It's a tough, right. tough job, and and they have stuff in their souls that they're dealing with. So I think as we get older, we realize that a bit more. Uh, but it's um, yeah, it's very important to prayer cover your children, especially in this day and age, and to know what's going on in their lives, to have that relationship where they can share stuff that's going on in their life. You know, right, um, right. Okay, so where where did you go from there? So um, I started doing uh, all kinds of drugs because I was dating a drug dealer, um, <laughs> drinking, and I became actually an addict very quickly. Um, mm. I just wanted to fit in, and I ended up slipping into addiction of drugs and sex very quickly. Yeah. Um, I overdosed a few times, wow. and God saved me through them all. And um, I have one incident that I would like to share to show like God's mercy and power. Absolutely. You go ahead and share. Okay. So one day we made a stop at another dealer and um, that guy told me that it was okay to take um, three pills at once. And they were such high milligrams, like these pills, like they were such high, high grade that like one fourth of one would knock you out for like eight hours. Wow. Um, I didn't know this at the time. So I obviously listened and I took them and I went unconscious with that with between like probably I would say 20 minutes, I went unconscious. And um, so I do remember this part though, and it was during the nighttime. Um, We were at a party, I was in a bedroom with about four people. Um, I started going in and out of consciousness and my boyfriend started shaking me. I could see them cutting up more drugs in the corner and moving my body over to the table, telling me to do it. And as I looked up, it was crazy. I remember seeing the room and it had it looked weird. It was like this red hue, like stuff you see like in horror, in horror movies. Not that mm-hmm. I watch them. I'm just saying like stuff that you see in horror movies. It was like a red and black tint. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to partake in the drugs um, that were I was going to mix. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I heard this very clear, audible, stern voice tell me, Tara, do not do this. If you do this, Satan is standing right next to you and will take you to hell for eternity. Wow. I didn't know about this kind of stuff. I didn't even know that God like spoke to people. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I remembered hearing this voice with such authority. I couldn't explain it. And I also remember while hearing his voice, I could feel the presence of the enemy standing right next to me. And he was silent. It was crazy. Like he was silent, but I could hear God's audible voice. Mm-hmm. And I believe this moment was um, a war for my soul because I literally felt God and the enemy in the same room. Absolutely. And um, I decided not to do it. And all of a sudden I passed out right again. And I was out for like the next two days. And when my mind came back, all I could remember was that voice and how eternally grateful I was for that voice, even though I couldn't remember anything. And his voice was literally like the Bible says, like the roar of many waters. Like I was, I was literally enraptured by God's voice in that yes. moment. Yes. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, uh, you know, the, not many people have heard God's voice, but I mean, a lot of Christians have, but uh, it's 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 more more rare than it is, you know. And uh, everyone says you never forget it, and exactly like you say, it's just. But you know, that was the point. I mean, God saved you from so many suicide attempts, but that was obviously the the devil's fine, real serious attempt to kill you. Was that point with the drugs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, wow. it was. Yeah. Wow. So you're in that drug filled room and then the, the colors of the whole room turned into a red. And yeah, uh, what was the other color? It was like a, like a dark red. I don't know how to, it was like, you know how like the air, I don't know how to explain it. You can almost see like yeah. the air is like smoke. Yes. It yeah. was like red smoke, like a hue of red, red, orange, and then black in the wow. room. Yeah, and it was, it was wild. Okay, the presence of evil is in drugs anyway. So I mean, when you're when you're a believer and spirit filled, you can feel the presence of evil. So you felt the strong presence of evil in that room as well, although you didn't see the devil or anything, did you? Mm -hmm. No, no, I didn't see him. No, but, yeah, um, you, I, just, and, I just felt. You, so you just heard uh, the voice of God. Was that an audible voice or was that in your head? It was. It was audible. It was audible. in that moment for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, no one else heard it. I don't believe so, but they yeah. were doing their own thing um yeah. but i i remember for me oh. it, it sounded audible i could be wrong but it sounded audible okay and just tell me what he said to you again um the lord said to me he yeah. said um tara he said tara do not do this if you do this satan is standing right next to you and will take you to hell for eternity whoa seriously yeah because i didn't know jesus yeah. You know, I, I didn't serve Jesus. Of course, I was going to go to hell if, yeah. if I died. Absolutely. I didn't know Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 woo, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not fright. It's, it is frightening when you know there is a hell and you know there is a heaven that at that point, only for the grace of God intervening, you wouldn't be with us today, but you would be in hell. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised to be honest that I, I'm not there already, but I thank God, you know, for his mercy. Amen. There's many times, yeah, that it could have happened. So I just, I really thank God. Yeah. And there's a spirit, you know, there's an evil spirit behind drugs and all drugs that people don't realize and they don't think it's serious, you know, especially younger people. And, um, you know, all drugs have a demonic spirit behind them. Anything that's a compulsion is demonic and you need deliverance from it. Um, so wh what happened then? You woke up two days later and, and what happened then? Yeah, I woke up two days later and then my life was, I still remember the voice, but then I still continue to do drugs. Okay. So you, yeah. ignored, you ignored it. Yeah. Well, it's demonic. You know, ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it's, yeah, it's also, it's, it's the evil spirits behind the drugs are pushing you to do the drugs until you get right. deliverance. Um, right, and you right. probably didn't know that at the time, I presume. No, no, I didn't know at all. Yeah. Well, anything about demons. So you're still going out with this drug dealer then, are you? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I was with him for about two years after this, and yeah. um, he almost killed me one time. Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. I know. Um, it was like, he was basically like kidnapping me somewhere, and I was like trying to jump out of the car. Seriously, yeah. I was trying to jump out of the car, and um, he pulled off like at nighttime into the subdivision into an area, and um, he held um, a knife up to my throat and like pressed it like so hard upon my throat. And he's like, if you say one word, I'm I'm really gonna slice your throat. And um, 
I had a really big mouth when I was in the world. I still have a big mouth, but it's a voice for the Lord now. <laughs> but but back then it was not. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, so um, I didn't care. I would have talked. I would have fought back. But for this time, I really kept my mouth shut. I really did. I didn't have peace to speak. And he held it there for about five to 10 minutes without saying a word. And then he let go and then smacked me in my head. And then we continued to um, leave. But I do remember that moment. I, I really believed if I would have opened my mouth, he would have sliced my throat. And that would have been the end. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm just visualizing it. Sorry. Um, uh, that's awful. Um, so, okay. Did you continue to date this guy? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, ignorance again. So I continue. So he, yeah, he would, he would beat me, um, a lot of the time. Um, and he, he, he would humiliate me. Um, one time he threw me outside naked and told me no one would ever love me because I was so ugly. So I went, yeah. So I went through not only physical, but mental abuse with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, was he a major drug dealer or what level of a drug deal dealer was uh, he? No, he wasn't like, okay. it was just like the town drug dealer. It wasn't like. And uh, what sort of drugs was he dealing? Um, Can you remember? He would deal, yeah, he would deal like all kinds, all kinds. Right. Not not like meth or heroin. And was, he make, was he making a lot of money from it? I don't know because I never really like got like involved in it, you know, <laughs> So were you, like you, you were you in college at this time? What, no, what age, no, what I was still you? in high school. This high was, school. I oh. was 15 years old when all this stuff was happening. Oh, my God. Yeah, I started at 14. Yeah, this was all when I was 14, 15 years old. Oh, my God. So you had a, a drug overdose, a near-death experience where God spoke to you in an audible voice and your boyfriend, who was a drug dealer, tried to kill you with a knife held up to your, your throat. Mm -hmm. And then he's 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 verbally abusing you, telling you, you you're you ugly and all this sort of stuff, which, of course, mm -hmm. you're not. You're very beautiful. But it's um, so it's highly demonic. This guy was oh, highly, totally, yeah. highly. To totally, totally. Yeah. So, you know, that's why. How, I did, how did you meet him? at high school so that's why i was telling parents in the beginning like make sure you're aware you know just open with your kids because that's i wasn't i wasn't like that you know until yeah. i entered high school and then a guy of course it ends up like that a guy and then they they convince you and they um, yeah. manipulate you you know yeah and your mother didn't know anything about this did she nothing my mom to this day doesn't even know the extent of um um, she know she knows because right yeah she knows because I was in the hospital one time and then um, I was telling the nurse and I forgot that she was in the room and my yeah. mom was just shocked that this was going on Aww. so she doesn't yeah she doesn't know at okay. all like it's crazy it's really crazy and are you in contact with your mother oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. you are you are now. yeah I love my mom very much Aww. yeah um so okay so you're uh, okay so you still going out with the drug dealer and uh, where does your life go next okay so during all this um i had a friend named jessica and i loved her very much and jessica would actually pray for me like all the times that i would always call her when i was overdosing this is i would always call this girl and mm -hmm. one time i was miraculously healed um in the moment of prayer i had blood and mucus like coming out of me and my heart like slowed down like to such a slow rate and i called her because i didn't want to go to the hospital because i didn't want to get in trouble i didn't want my mom to find out like what yeah. was going on so yeah. um 
I called her and she started proclaiming like the name of Jesus Christ over me and in the Ooh. blood of him. And I'm telling you within that moment of her doing that, I was instantly healed. Whoa. I, as you said those words, I could feel, I feel the Holy Spirit moving on me really. Uh, Hallelujah. Really much. So th th this is, this is the testimony also for this woman called Jessica, who, who is a Christian, a strong Christian by the sounds of it, who yes. you, were, you were led to pick up the phone and she interceded for you on the phone and, um, you know, God, God intervened God yes, through her. Amen. And she was my same age. So we were both the same age, like 15 years old when that was going on. Yeah. She's, she's, she has a voice and the Lord really speaks through her. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Praise God. So, for her. So she, amen. she prayed with you over the phone. She prayed with me over the phone. Yeah. And I wasn't even really praying. She was just, I just had the phone up and she was just praying over me. Yeah. And instantly, it, like it was in, it was so miraculous that one moment and she would do that multiple times. And she's the one that came and picked me up when I was on the side of the road um, with like nothing on my body, you know, during possession. That was one of the nights, too. So just tell me a little bit about that, will you? OK, yeah. About um, Jessica. No, about you're saying uh, the possession and you where you had no clothes on. Yeah, yeah, that was the time that I mentioned before when I was um boyfriend. Yeah, I was at his house and I got like kicked out of the house, so I like was almost um I was in like not good clothes, maybe like a bra and underwear, walking okay. down the streets and um trying to commit suicide. And um she, I called her and I told her I was gonna do it, and she like literally drove probably like eighty miles an hour to find me, and I didn't even tell her my exact location, and she found me in the streets she and i wasn't like the streets like where i used to live like it's not just like a one way there's like a bunch of streets in different like like 11th street 12th street 13th street and she found me and i yeah. thank god you know the the G, the holy spirit is a, is a brilliant gps yeah amen amen yeah it's true she's a very powerful christian this this lady yeah she was wow you were very blessed to have her in your life um yes yeah, God has protected you, Tara, so many times. Amen. He He's has so many. you so many times from I death. know. I don't know why, but <laughs> amen. <laughs> well, um, uh, okay, so then um, and what happened after that? Okay, so um, so she would pray over me. So um, I was friends with her and her family, and they also got radically saved a few years before this, and they were obviously on fire for the Lord, and and um they really believed in the power of the holy spirit yeah and um i still really didn't know jesus and i really didn't have like um an interest in knowing him mm -hmm. um but i would go to her house a lot and they were like a family and i just loved being around them like her mom would cook so much like they were puerto rican and italian and mm -hmm. i loved it because it was so much food and yeah. her mom was just so always had people over and so her mom is from um New Jersey and like not a good part of New Jersey. So she's very straightforward with me. And she mm. told me, um, I'm going to give you two options. You can either stay at the house or mm -hmm. I mean, you can either um, go with us to church or get out of my house. Wow. Okay. You give me two options. You can yeah. go to church or you're going to get out of the house. Mm. And so I didn't really want to go to my house. So I started to go to church with them. And, um, and then she gave me um, another. She they tried to convince me to go to this youth camp. Mm -hmm. after this and I, I started laughing I literally started laughing obviously that was demonic but yeah. I started laughing because I was like 
I am not about to go to some youth camp. Okay. Like I got other things to do. I'm 16 years old. I, you know, I know life now. I know everything. So yeah. I, I'm not going to go to a youth camp. Yeah. So um, she, once again, she gave me the two options. She said, but I had an excuse. I didn't have the money. Yeah. So she was like, don't worry, baby, God will provide. And I'm like, you are definitely crazy. Like, this is like a certain <laughs> amount of money. Like, okay, God's going to provide for me. Right. When we get there. Right. It's just yeah. going to come out of the sky. Yeah. So, um, so with faith, um, she prayed mm -hmm. and, um, we ended up going to the front and I, I was so confident. I was so confident that I was not going to this youth camp. I was going back to the house, even though her kids were going to the church camp, I was going to back to the house with her and going to do my own thing. <laughs> and so we told the front and I'm not kidding. The leaders literally looked at me and they said, Oh no, don't worry. We'll cover her. Wow. And I, was like, I was like, Oh no. I was like, no. Was like, yeah. But so, um, the camp was called soul fire and it was so at first I was like, what is this? Like I'm too like grown you know, mature, you thought, you thought it was doing these games and stuff, but it was so fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I didn't know why I liked it. Yeah. So, um, on the last day of camp, it was June 29, 2009, which is yesterday. So it was so cool. Um, and we were all on the floor. Yeah. We were all on the floor seeking, um, the presence of God. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just listening to what the leader was telling me and the leader, um, kept telling us to repeat what he was saying and he was he was saying a verse out of revelation 4 8 and it says um he was telling us to say it like this like holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come and for two hours we were doing this wow. and all of a sudden i'm telling you like within the last five minutes all of a sudden i felt the presence and power of god come upon me like a flame and I felt higher than any other drug could ever make me feel. I felt free. I was face down to the floor, like bawling my eyes out, crying out to Jesus. And I remember the feeling like, like my, my eyes were open. Like it felt like a light bulb was like turned on in my mind. That's how I can explain it. Mm. That Jesus Christ was so alive mm. and real. And I wasn't angry. Um, I wasn't scared. I wasn't sad. Um, I, I felt that peace, an indescribable peace and a clarity I never felt before. And at that moment, I truly wanted all God had planned for me in his life, in my life. Wow. Yes. Well, that sounds like the presence of the Lord came down so strong. And that verse that that man was getting you to recite is actually what's recited in heaven. So yes. um, obviously some soul fire, your your soul did go on fire there. and. <laughs> The, the, the atmosphere of heaven came down it sounded like um fire came oh, down and blitzed did, yeah and then um right after that they brought us in because they were um they were i don't know if they're assembly of god or pentecostal but anyways they they wanted us to be filled with the spirit yeah so they asked us i mean i was filled you know you don't necessarily have to have the gift of speaking tongues i i don't believe you have to necessarily no, have the gift of tongues to be yeah. saved but no you um, don't they asked for us to uh, to pray and try to receive tongues. Like, let's all pray. So we were yeah. all in the room praying and God filled me with the heavenly language Wonderful. right after that. So it, it was incredible. It was Wonderful. really incredible. Yeah, hallelujah. So the camp that you resisted going to saying, oh no, I'm too old for that. And yep. <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have any money and I'm not going to be going there. Yep. God was going, yes, you are. <laughs> and yep. you're going to be saved and you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Amen. Yeah. Wow. How many people were in the room when that was happening? Um, maybe it was big. It was big. So maybe like um, at least a hundred. And where was the camp? Where was the camp? Um, it was in uh St. Cloud, Florida. Okay, so it's in your yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in my state. Yeah. Yeah, and Florida would be a fairly Christian uh, state, wouldn't it? Um. Is it? It. Yeah. I mean, it depends. You know. It's like, yeah. 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 So you knew no did you know anything about the Holy Spirit and being filled with the gift of tongues before you went no. to the nothing? I had no idea who the Holy Spirit was, yeah. I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because the last when I was younger, the church that I went to, the one that said I couldn't dance, they never talked about um the power of the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously not if they're telling you lies that you can't dance in church. I know, right? Come on. That's man. demonic. Yeah, that's demonic. They don't know the yeah. Lord. Um and okay, so you have um you're i mean you're very creative i can tell that by uh, just you know um so i mean god is the creator and he wants us to use our creative skills for him so you become born again then at that camp and you become filled with the holy spirit and mm -hmm. so you, you started speaking in tongues instantly in that camp did you uh instantly yeah and yeah. did you continue then talking in tongues speaking in oh tongues? yeah yeah i continued yeah. yeah even though i didn't know what i was really doing but um i, I would do it like all the time and i would get you know build myself up yes but yeah that's great what did your family think of this um i didn't um i didn't really tell them okay like much yeah just because yeah. they were they were going through some uh really difficult stuff okay. so that's why i was at yeah just stuff i don't you know want to yeah, yeah. I don't want to dishonor anyway. Yeah, so. that's fine. That's fine. And your friend Jessica, did, was she still in the picture at that stage? Or oh yeah, yeah, she's actually still in my life. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. And um, so did you go to a church, or did you, you were you speaking, praying with Jessica, or like what happened to your life? And yeah, you, you probably needed a lot of deliverance. I'm I'm guessing from the stuff that you've been involved in. So how did your life go yeah. on from there? So um, this is what happened, and this is why it's a little bit long. But um, so uh, I went into uh, beauty school okay. right after all this happened. Uh, my mom, because earlier my mom, when I was being bad, um, she's like, "You're you're failing high school. You're you're not even going to school. Um, you're with your boyfriend all the time." And and so she's like, "I'm going to pull you out of high school because there's no point of you being there. You're going to get yeah. your GED, and you're going to go do something with your life." Yeah. So I was like, okay, that like whatever, that's fine, because I didn't want to go to high school anyway. So I was yeah. like, good, I want to get out. I want to be grown. <laughs> so I wanted, yeah. So I went into beauty school. So I got um, filled with the spirit when I was sixteen, um, and then I went right into beauty school at. I must have just turned seventeen, um, okay. and I went right into beauty school in my GED. And so um, I was delivered from drugs and alcohol. I received the Holy Spirit as we were talking about in the gift of tongues, and I was speaking to everybody about Jesus. And people saw a difference in me and I felt good. I had zeal. I did a lot, but I didn't put God's word into practice. Okay. I didn't seek him for revelation of his word. Okay. I didn't really seek Jesus in intimacy with the Lord. Okay. So I fell back into the world. Gotcha. Still proclaiming the name of Jesus. Wow. And so, yeah. People. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and in James, um, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man looking at him had his own face in the mirror and for he looks for at himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was but the one who intently looks into the perfect law of freedom who is jesus 
and the, the person of Jesus and the person of the Holy Spirit and perseveres in it and is not forgetful here, but one who does good works, this person will be blessed in what he does. Yeah. And so I wasn't looking at Jesus. Okay. Um, so you started, okay, did you, just to go back there, did you say you got delivered in that camp? Because I mean, that can happen. I got delivered. Fire of God came down. Okay. And you got delivered. No um, no, from drugs. Drugs and alcohol. Yep. Gone. You got instantly delivered. So you had no, uh, you know, you didn't want to take any drugs or take any alcohol anymore. None. Yeah. I had no desire. Instant deliverance. Okay. So that yeah. was what I'm picking up here is that the fire of God hit you and delivered you at that point. Yes. 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 Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So, um, great. And, um, okay. So now you have, you know, you're born again, you're speaking in tongues, but you're now going off track again. The devil's pulling you off track and you're not staying in the word of God. How did yes. you go back into the world? Um, I met a guy. Okay. So, and he was older. He was a lot older than me and he was successful. And so, um, I got a job like doing hair after beauty school and yeah. I wasn't making money, also money. So I wasn't okay. making the money I wanted to make. And I had previously go-go danced when I was younger. Okay. Um, yeah, illegally. Yeah. And um, I decided to go back to that life. Okay. And I got a job in a strip club. serving, yeah. And then I went um, to bartend and go-go dance around downtown Orlando. And I went back and forth at bartend, bartending at strip clubs. And okay. I was proclaiming Jesus while doing these things. Wow. And I, I know, and I never truly knew God's word. So I thought in my head, in my ignorance, I thought as long as I proclaim Jesus, I'm good. I'm saved from hell. Right. I was deceived by wickedness. And the pastors that I listened to um, taught false grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't talk about repentance, fear of the Lord, carrying our cross. Um, and the Bible is very clear. It says the blind lead the blind and they both fall into a ditch. Right. And so I stopped going to that church Good. anyways. And when I stopped going to that church and, um, and then I fell back into heavier sin and addiction than before. And wow. for seven years, I lived this lifestyle. You see the Lord, it is in the Bible where, um, when you get delivered from something, you have to guard yourself because otherwise seven worse demons will come back on you. And you know, exactly. this seems to be happening more than we realize to people in the body of Christ, where they're getting delivered from stuff and then they're entering back into the world and doing what they shouldn't do. More evil spirits are then coming on them and they're in a worse state than they were before they got delivered. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's what happened. That's what happened to you. That's what happened. So, um, yeah, so I was living that lifestyle. And then, um, so within like the five year mark, um, out of my ignorance. So, and I just want to explain this. I really believe, I know this sounds crazy, but I believe the Lord, um, had mercy on me because I was ignorant. Yes. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't yes. know that it, you couldn't live like that. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So at the five year mark, um, God, God always speaks to me in dreams. And, and then when I got older, he started speaking to me. Um, when and visions in both dreams and visions. So yeah. um, the five year mark, I had a dream that um, shook me. Uh, I had a dream that I was driving in my car and I was trying to get home. And um, God's wrath and judgment was coming to the earth. And um, I just saw like these flames of like these balls of fire like coming to the earth. And mm. I was driving so fast trying to get home. And all of a sudden, like this machine hit my car going like super fast. And um, it hit it so fast that my car and myself turned into dust. 
Wow. And when I saw it, but I came out of my body and I saw my body and soul, like I saw my soul and spirit come out of my body because it was dust. And I started falling into this black pit. Wow. And I remembered in the dream when I died, I remembered the instant regret of, of, oh my gosh, I didn't complete what God had me to do on wow. earth. Wow. I, I knew it was a knowing inside of me. Wow. And I, I, I just, I felt like, oh my, there's no going back. Like that was it. Like it was done. There was no going back. My body, my body was dust. Wow. And I was like, I wasted everything that God gave me. Yeah. And so I woke up screaming and crying. I was literally shaking. And um, my roommate had to like calm me down because it, it was so intense. Like the screaming was so intense that like she came in from her room. She could hear mm -hmm. me. And, um, and um, that dream, like st that was a dream that started like on the on the road to truth of who God really was. Right, right. Yeah. And um, like it, we are all called to do certain things for God um, because he's given us all gifts. And, you know, the more we use our gifts, the more he gives us. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's important to, to use our gifts. But what were you doing at that? Was that the point where you were still doing your go-go dancing and all that? When that um, no, I just, uh, I stopped go-go dancing, but I was bartending in a strip club. So okay. were you yeah. involved? Were you involved in like, you know, giving sex to people or anything like that? Um, no, I wasn't involved like um, in that. I only bartended, so I didn't strip, but, um, but I did, uh, I wasn't involved with um, like the cartels. <laughs> I, I, I say that lightly because I'm not saying like which type. I wasn't involved with the cartels. Not with them. I was involved with one of them that was in it. So Sorry. I started getting into. Okay. Go ahead. Well, what's a cartel? I don't understand. Oh, they're like the like the highest gang affiliation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That you can be. Yeah. Okay. Involved in. So yeah. I I don't know if I should have said that, but God protects me. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. Um, but so I got involved um, with them and. Um, I remember the Lord even warning me through visions. Um, I would see myself like when I was with this guy and I would see like bullets come like in like come through my head um, if I would go continue to go out with him. And so I started drawing back because I was getting nervous, obviously. Like I don't want that's who they in, in gang members. That's who they go after. They go after the woman. Wow. Um, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. To frighten so, the guy. What's that? To frighten the guy to exactly yeah mm -hmm. wow. to take away what they love yeah yeah, yeah it's very it's very dark okay so, um, go ahead no you go you go ahead okay so uh, after this dream like I said God was drawing me with each day that passed and my heart was being convicted um, I also was in a five year relationship with a Muslim mm -hmm. and um, I was doing things I shouldn't have done um, okay. which I knew which is crazy I knew inside was wrong after I was doing it but I didn't know why you I mean had guilt. you mean having sex yeah, yeah, but I didn't know like what um, the Holy Spirit was convicting me, but I didn't know it was wrong because I was claiming Jesus. Yeah, you know, I was like, why am I feeling like horrible? Like, what what is going on? And so it's it's amazing how even though I didn't know out of ignorance, but God still convicts us. Yes, um, of sin. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Once the Holy Spirit is in you, you will be convicted of sin, and you 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 will you will you will have a righteous anger towards things that are unrighteous or ungodly, you know, and you will feel guilt and shame, you know, yeah. because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right, right. 
Correct. So how long, how long did you go out with the Muslim guy? So for five years. Um, okay. So, because uh, I met him right in beauty school. That was the guy that I met. Um, so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Lord told me uh, to leave the relationship uh, after, the, after that, and I did. And so I saw that like God honors us with each step that we take. Like each step we take, like it's amazing his long suffering and patience, like for his children, you yeah. know, and how how he's like, okay, you did this little thing, I'm gonna, you know, keep going, yeah. you know, and it's just yeah. amazing because I read one time that the truest form of obedience, I mean, the truest form of worship is obedience. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Uh, he he honors us and it, and in his word it says if we would just listen to his counsel and accept discipline we would be wise the rest of our days yeah and so i just that we would be like him you know i i pray that we would just continue to be more and more like god because it's hard you know it is hard Imagine what he deals with like look at him with me how patient and mercy oh i know i know with all of us yeah. but it is hard and it's it's harder to be a christian than it is a non-christian because it's easier to be a non-believer. Let's face it. A hundred percent. However, we have more joy. We have more peace and we know we will have eternal life with the Lord. Hallelujah. So we have the better deal. <laughs> right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so tell, yeah, go on, keep going. Then where, where did you go then after okay. you ended so it with after, the motion? Yeah. So after um, we broke up, uh, I, I went back, I was still working in the club. So not a strip club. I was working in another club and um, I, I was working one night and for some reason this night, this night I wanted to be at a different bar because that bar made more money. It wasn't my usual bar and my manager loved me and he would always tell me, yeah, go ahead, you know, but tonight, that night he was like, no, 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 I want you at your bar. Go, go to your bar. Like, leave me alone. And I was like, what? Like, that's so weird. Okay. So I was a little upset, but I was like, whatever. So this night was oddly better than other nights. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like around, I think it was 11.30 or 11.45, maybe 12, I heard um, what sounded like a bunch of firecrackers going off. Right. And I, and I saw flames of gun, of flames of the gun coming out and um, the bullets coming out of the guns. In the and club. In the, in the club, in club. Inside of the club. And it was so surreal. Um, I went to run out the back door from my bar and it was like tied up with um, chains. It was crazy. Like the doors were never tied up with chains and they were locked with chains. And I was like, so I started praying out loud in tongues. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid. And I just started praying out loud in tongues. And I was like, God, please, please protect me, Lord, please. I'll mm -hmm. serve you. Please, please protect me. And I ran back to my bar and um, I grabbed the other bartender and we, um, we ran out trying to find an exit. And there was glass, like people think like, oh, you know, like when other shootings happen in the club, why don't you just run out? First off, there's alcohol all over the ground. There's mm -hmm. glass everywhere. It is so hard to get out of a, a club in a small space when people are running. There's water all over the ground. Um, so I slipped and I fell on glass. And the other bartender, she literally picked me up like by my arms. And I thank God for her mm -hmm. because if it wasn't for her, I really would have been trampled on. There was about like maybe... Uh, I would say four, 500, four to 500 people in that club. Wow. And so she picked me up and we ran. And I remember as soon as I got outside, I felt, I ran as fast as I can away from the club because I thought it was, I thought it was terrorist attack. I really thought because of how many bullets were coming out of the guns. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know, but it was gang affiliated. So okay. um, I ran and, and I fell on my knees um, and I just thanked God. I started thanking God for protecting us and um, that, 
that's what happened with that night. Again, he's pretty, again, he, he, uh, again, he protected you from being killed. Mm -hmm. And there was fatalities that night. Oh, and coincidentally, yeah. where the shooting was at was right at the bar that my manager told me I couldn't work at. Right. The, the bartender had literally like blood on his clothes from. Wow. Yes. It was like. Wow. So he. Protect, yeah. God. Like three feet away that got shot in the head. So God yeah. used that man to protect your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He did. Is he a believer? No. Oh, um, no. No, no and, and Christians need to realize this, that God uses unbelievers all yes. the time. Yes, 100%, yeah. all the time. God, If God used he a use donkey, anyone. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know, he, anybody. He can use yeah. Anybody yeah. in anything he can use. Yeah. yeah. So had he convicted you at this stage to do something for him? Um, yeah, so I After was... After that, the shooter? I'm serious, man. Like, yeah. I don't understand how... I don't get it. But God... It's you know, I don't know his ways. So I was out of work for weeks. Obviously, the club got shut down. And I mm. still I still had intentions of going back to bartending because of the money and bills. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy. Well, After all God protected me from, yet I still wanted to go back. And and um, so I ended up finding a club, um, of course, within a month later that I managed for. And um, but after the shooting, I felt this need to really start getting my life. Uh, right with God, I okay. did. Even though I did go back to a club, so um, so I started going that same week of the shooting. That next Sunday, um, I started going to an Assembly of God church that mm -hmm. I heard about. Yeah, and um, this pastor taught like the full counsel of God, uh, yeah. the love of God, the repentance, repentance, and fear of the Lord. So mm. when Very he good. started, yeah, Amen. When he started teaching these sermons, the Holy Spirit would literally speak directly to me with each weekend that passed each sunday that passed and it was incredible and then one morning um the pastor was started teaching and i was sitting in the back and he didn't know my personal story or who i was i i went alone to the church no one knew me no mm -hmm. one talked to me i just sat in the back and i just uh listened and all of a sudden this one Sunday, his head like moved and he looked direct. I saw his eyes like look directly at me mm -hmm. and he literally took his hand and he like raised it like this, like right towards me. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll never forget this. And he said the verse in Revelation 3.15 and it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Wow. And the conviction of the fear of the Lord came upon me in a way I never felt. I was drenched in sweat. I was literally sweating like so much. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me through him, like directly. Yes. And I was like, wow, God. And because and I was hearing the true word of God. Yes. You know, it, was, it was changing me. It was changing. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. Fear of the Lord. I've never even heard of this. Yeah. You know? and, and I started realizing the God I made in my own image was not the God that is true. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God seemed to have, uh, God seemed to have used uh, in your life, just from what you're telling me is people that were very black and white with you. Like the woman in the house, she gave you two options. Yes. He was kind of yes. tough with you. you. You seem to need, you seem to need, we all do look, it's not a personal thing. It's no, just, that's, Sometimes we, we, we need tough talk, you know, and using scripture is a great way to do it. Amen. So. And that's how I am. So God speaks to people because I'm yeah. very direct. I need a yeah. black and white. Yeah. That's how I am. I'm very, 
yeah and I, I like it like that yeah. so I can handle it yeah yeah so, yeah so then a few months go ahead I'm sorry no no go on sorry I shouldn't interrupt either yeah no 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 it's me uh, <laughs> okay so a few months later um the pulse I'm sure you heard about the pulse nightclub shooting um it was a gay club that got shot up in Orlando yeah. in yeah. Yeah. Avenue. yeah and so I had multiple mutual friends that were killed Oh. And um, I was actually supposed to go work there. And um, I, I heard the Lord say no, like directly, no. Mm -hmm. Even though he was telling me like, no, I don't, I want you to leave your job. But this was like a direct no. Right. And so I didn't go work there because they those bartenders made really good money. Um, okay. But anyways, besides the point. Um, so I was with one of my friends who was also lukewarm. And we were talking about the situation that just happened outside of her house. And I said to her, girl, I don't think God would really send people to hell living in certain lifestyles as long as they confess Christ like they're good. Who said I, this? Your friend? I said, no, I said, said this to my, I said this to my lukewarm friend. And the next words that came out of her mouth changed my life. Wow. It cut my heart so deep as a two-edged sword, as the Bible says. Yeah. She said, Tara, although I may not be walking the way I should, and I know I'm in danger, literally telling me this. And she's like, but I refuse to compromise God's word and tell you what you want to hear. And her, and she told me, his words say, we cannot continue to live and practice sin. For if yeah. we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Right. And so at first, I'm telling you, I was so offended. I was so offended. But then God's grace in that moment dealt with my heart. And I was like, wait, maybe. Especially after the pastor was telling me that. I was like, maybe this is God. Like, maybe this is really God. And and God used that and softened my heart, like, through his grace in that moment. And I started weeping and crying. Ah. And it, yeah, and it took a moment. It took a moment. But I argued with her, and she kept cutting me with the word, man. She just kept on. And I was like, man. And she had so much patience with me. And I felt God's love in her words. Mm. Even though it hurt yeah, bad, I yeah. felt the love and freedom. And because God's word said that says the truth shall set us free exactly so yeah so i was i'm i'm very grateful for um her speaking those words to me that day wonderful that you had that somebody like that but isn't it amazing what can come out of our own mouths though you know um because salvation is such an important thing and we none of us want to end up in hell you know um so right walk with and uh, you sound like uh, you know the word of god pretty well now you yeah, went hallelujah. yeah did you go on to study it more than after this or um, so what was that? I'm sorry. After this happened, uh, did you go on? You were in the church. You were in Assemblies of God Church, you said. Uh, so they taught you the word of God or you learned it yourself or? Yeah, I was doing both. I, both. Was, learning, I was in my in the word and, and they were also teaching. Um, yeah. yeah, they were also because when I hear something, I like to go back and make sure, like, especially since I came from a false grace and prosperity church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back and really see, like, what is is this pastor really speaking the truth? So I would yeah. go back, you know. You didn't, you didn't want to be deceived. I didn't want to be deceived anymore, no. Yeah, so, um, good. So, so during all of the events that were going on, um, I had a deep-rooted addiction. Um, and it was very hidden. And I was neither hot or cold for the Lord in the moment. And so many convictions he was starting to stir within me. And um, at this time, alcohol. I went through alcohol deliverance. And it wasn't too bad. Um, I went through drug deliverance and that was a big tough, a bit tough. Um, mm -hmm. but sex addiction was another story. Yeah. Um, it would overtake me as if I had no control. Uh, it would consume me and I had so much guilt. 
and I was addicted to porn. And so one night I was about to fall into temptation. And once again, once again, I was going to fall into temptation. And I heard God's rhema words spoken to me. And I was going to church in this time and which I didn't know at a thing. I didn't know what the rhema word was at that time. I didn't know what yeah. the spoken word meant at that time. Yeah. So I heard first uh, Corinthians 10, 13, and it says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But with mm -hmm. the temptation, he will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And yeah. in that moment on the bed, I said, I said, God, you said there will be a way out and I will not be tempted beyond what I can bear. So God, I'm asking you to give me a way out because you are faithful. I didn't even say the verse piece by piece. I didn't know the words piece by piece, but um, I didn't know it in my heart yet. And still the Lord is faithful in the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, cut the enemy's chains that I was bound in and tore down and uprooted the stronghold in my mind. And it happened so fast. And God's strength was made perfect in my weakness. From that day forward, I was delivered from all sexual addiction. Truly, it was one of the best days of my life. And today I stand free in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, that's yes. wonderful because sex addiction, or sex addiction, sorry, is part. It's lust. It's you know, and it's they can be very stubborn demons uh, to come out of people. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, a lot of people don't realize that women can be into pornography as well. They think mm -hmm. it's just a male thing, don't they? They don't think that it's women can be pulled into this. Children right. are children are being pulled into yep. it. I was a child. Yeah. You were, it was, you were a child. I was a child. Yeah, it was a deep. It was a deep-rooted addiction that like nobody uh, knew about. So yeah. What age were you, Tara? Just as a matter of interest. Um, I was probably when I started. Like, I mean, as young as like four. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm, I know. And I okay, as a four-year-old child addicted to pornography, where were you well, watching? Well, I was a, I wasn't addicted to pornography oh, at okay. the age of four, but okay. I was addicted to doing stuff at the age of four years old. Okay. With others. Yeah. Um, okay. But then I started watching stuff around probably, I would say, seven, seven years old, seven, eight years old. On the yeah, TV? On like, on, yeah, yeah, on like HBO and um, stuff like that because they had it like here in the States. Okay. Um, so you were yeah. able to access porn at, at the age of seven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, late at night. Yep. And do you, okay, you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but were your parents into any of this sort of stuff? Um, no. Not that I, not that I knew of. No, my parents were not into any of it. So I, I don't. Um, since my mom was a single mom, I don't know about my dad's side, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't. My mom wasn't, as far as I'm aware. Okay. See, people don't also realize that children can have evil spirits on them as well. And oh, of course, yeah. They, they can actually. Animals can as well. People don't realize that. But uh, anything that's a body, it can embody. Um. Okay, so you got yeah. deliver you got deliverance from pornography uh, and uh, lost uh, sexual addiction uh, many years later. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. It was instant. You said was that in your own bedroom? You got delivered. It was in my bedroom. Yep. Instant. Okay. And yeah. I didn't feel like you know this whole like ordeal going on. Like it was like so so fast. Yeah. I almost yeah. thought you know like am I really you know you know, the thought, am I really, but yeah, no, I stood on God's word. I was like, no, I'm say I'm delivered. I'm so, done. So you wanted, you wanted to be delivered. I want, yes. I had yeah. so much guilt. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be delivered. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. that's crucial. It's crucial to, cause God knows the heart. 
Yes. And when your heart is ready, you know, people get delivered in different phases and stuff. It's different for every person. But when you really want it, God knows your heart. And Amen. That's good. Boom. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so during this time, I was still reasoning with the Father. Um, like I said, I quit drugs and alcohol, and I was hearing the voice of the Lord more and more each day that passed. Um, but I wasn't doing the last thing He wanted me to do, and He wanted me to leave my job bartending and follow Him. Right. So every day, God would get me up and literally tell, "Come on, sweetie, let's do it. I want to take you higher. Let's go. Like, let's do it today." And I would make up excuses because I talked yeah. to God, you know, like, yeah, like, like my friend, you know, I talked to God like that. And I was like, Lord, I need to pay this bill Monday. Mm -hmm. Or God, I'm not drinking or doing drugs anymore. What's the problem? Literally, I would talk to God like this. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Like now that I think about it, though. Mm -hmm. But for seven months, I kept okay. this up. Yeah. And the, Lord, and the Lord had so much mercy on me. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so then there was this one club and concert venue I had trained. To begin in, I tried to get in like since the beginning of my whole bartending career. I was trying to get into this club and never got into it. And it was a concert venue. And I got a call and was hired on the spot. Mm -hmm. And this club felt safe and the management was caring. And it was something I never felt working in the industry. Okay. It was a dream come true in my worldly mind. Yeah. Yeah. And the money I made sometimes in four hours is what someone would make uh, in a month full time at a normal job. Whoa. So, yeah. Yeah, and so I felt I had it made. Yeah. And, and God's word says many plans are in a man's heart, <laughs> but the counsel of the Lord will stand. Yeah. So um, I was getting ready one night on September 22nd, 2016, and I had no intention still of quitting yet. And even though God kept asking me, um, I was listening to a sermon while getting ready. And the preacher was speaking on the story of Jonah and how Jonah avoided going to Nineveh and wow. how he was swallowed by the whale. And he then got spit out from the whale's belly and was once told again to go back where God originally had him to go. So mm -hmm. the whole situation could have been avoided if he had just listened to God from God's plan from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I then felt this was incredible. The most like supernatural thing probably that's happened to me. Um, I felt the Holy Spirit enter my room from the mm -hmm. door. Like I could feel his presence from the door, even though it was in the bathroom in my closet area. And, um, I was getting dressed to leave and I um, I felt him start to walk. I could literally feel his presence start to walk in my room. And I can't explain like his presence at the moment, but it was literally like the king entering my room. Like wow. he was revealing, he was really, he, the Holy Spirit was revealing Jesus, the king mm -hmm. coming in my room. Wow. And so um, I started shaking, like trembling mm. and because he was so holy. Yes. And, and with a strong voice, again, audibly, the Lord said to me, Tara, the time is now. And once again, I tried reasoning with the Lord. I was crying and I told him I didn't want to look back to my manager. Let me put my two weeks in at least. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you do not leave your job tonight, you will lose everything I have planned for your life. Whoa. He said, you'll lose everything I have for you. Wow. Everything. I didn't know if that meant car accident. I, you know, who knows? I could have been driving to work on a car accident and that's it. I would have lost everything God had planned for my life. Well, it's probably all the good things he meant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah. So I, I didn't know. I just had the fear of the Lord in me. I didn't know, you know, because um, Paul was almost killed, you know, right then and there before following the Lord. And so um, I, I, 
Um, I, anyway, so the fear of the Lord came upon me with authority and reverence, yet loving at the same time. And I said, okay, Lord, I choose you. All I wanted in that moment was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Nothing else mattered. The mm -hmm. moment of wanting Jesus has never left me, even as I stand here today. And I was weeping with joy as I sent the manager of text mm -hmm. of leaving him. And I told him the exact truth of why. Wow. And I felt the heaviest weight instantly lift off of me. Right. And as John Ramirez says, he says, uh, I received mm -hmm. a lifetime sentence with Jesus with no bond. Yeah. <laughs> and hallelujah. That's what I've been longing for my whole life. Uh, wow. That, that's hallelujah. That's amazing. And you know, that really impacts me because I was a Jonah as well. And for many yes. years, I was stubborn like you, but I was, it was, there was fear with me as well and entering my calling. But you know, once I entered my calling, it lifted, you know, I was kind of going tomorrow, 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 Lord, mm. you know, similar to you. I love John Ramirez as well. I love his testimony. Mm -hmm. Me too. Great guy. Yeah. Um, um, wow. So, so now you finally committed to God. Yeah. All right. And what happened then? I committed a job to job to God, not job. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lord. God. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So four years later, what am I doing? Right. So, um, I've seen God move in ways like I couldn't even imagine. Okay. Um, following Jesus Christ is not an easy road. If, if it was, it wouldn't be called the narrow road. Right. Right. Um, but it is the most fulfilling one, as you said in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and when Jesus talks about, uh, the living water he gives in John four, he says, we'll never thirst again. And although I had everything from the physical eye, right, in my past mm -hmm. life, I was empty and my soul was thirsting. And only Jesus in letting him into um, every part of our hearts and allowing him into every area of our lives will fill that void. Right. And um, in that thirst to be quenched, because I was I was parched, you know, I was I was dying. Yeah. And so it's all about abiding in Jesus Christ. Um, for me and my walk, it's abiding is key to our yes. Christian walk, as John 15 says, which yeah. is one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. Okay. And also in the beginning of my walk, I dealt with um, a lot of legalism and a lot of um, condemnation. And right. I thought it was God's voice um, in the beginning of my walk, but it, a lot of it was the enemy, believe it or not. Yeah. And Play, so- Thanking you with reminders. Uh, yes, uh -huh. but also um, telling me to do stuff. Okay. Like um, he was very like um, dictating, you know, and, and I thought it was God's voice, but it wasn't. And so right. God later revealed that to me yeah. and um, through training, through um, training and abiding and knowing the love of God. And um, I can hear him more clearly, obviously now, um, not a hundred percent, but I'm learning, you know, the Christian yeah. walk we learn yeah. to discern God's voice yeah. and God will complete this. In totally. Me. totally. Yes. I think he's done an absolutely amazing job in you. And um Wow. Hallelujah. What and, a um, Also, um, God brought these amazing apostles in my life um, about three years ago and uh, many new sisters and brothers. And I'm a part of this ministry. I want to explain it a little bit because mm -hmm. it's um, it's not like the normal American church. Um, and that's that's what I was looking for, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so it has changed my life drastically and it, it's producing much fruit in my life. Um, right. It's just like, it speeds up the process um, yeah. because we're very intentional. We're very focused on what God has called each individual to do. Right. So it's, um, it's all, a lot like the book of Acts. So the mission, their mission is to encourage, mm -hmm. equip and empower followers mm -hmm. of Christ toward intentional discipleship. Hence the E3. It's like the um, letter three E and then the number three. Mm -hmm. um, encourage, equip, and empower. In the vision, their vision is to reproduce 
seasoned, mature disciples of Jesus Christ who serve as spiritual fathers and mothers and equipping believers to be and do what God has called them to do in the earth. Very good. Yes. So I'm very, very grateful and honored to serve under them um, because they they teach the word of God in true context. And um, we walk with each other in everyday life. Mm. Just like the book of Acts, you know, it's, it's, um, our sermons are different. We now meet on zoom because of, um, COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, not out of fear. It's not out of fear, but that's the way God transitioned us in this season because there, we have believers now all over the world mm. that join us. Yeah. So it's cool because then they could build up in the area that they're involved in. And, um, it's been a true blessing because our services, it's not just, just the apostles talking like it's, um, uh, what is it? Di- dialogue is when both, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's like a dialogue. Yeah, it's where like us speaking. That's yeah. how it is. So um, it's it's just been uh, it's been a blessing to be with um, believers and apostles that that believe in what God has called you to do, um, yeah. in, in equipping you. And so I'm very honored and and you need, and you need that. And tell me, uh, what do you believe the Lord has called you to do for Him? So um, I'm a I'm a worshiper. Um, I believe uh, God has given me um, just different things. Uh, not I'm not releasing it yet. I'm still like going through it with the Lord. But um, I'm also uh, I I mean uh, I don't want to like go. You know I don't want to like talk about like what he, like who I am. But but it's good to know. You know I know. Um, I think you've got I think you've got great creative ability. In the spiritual yeah. world. Um, and yes, I think God's going to use you mightily, Tara. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. And you're very faithful, you know, despite procrastinating, despite being stubborn, like mm-hmm. us all for many years, uh, sometimes they're the best people for God. Because when you've been stubborn in your past, and then when you finally, when God finally brings you over the line, you're stubborn for him. Yes, you're firm. You're firm. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're black and white. So, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably a good thing. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're so young. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Praise God. Imagine though, if I would have started back then. But hallelujah, uh, all glory yeah. to them. He redeems the time. Yeah. So. You've 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 loads of time to do lots of stuff. Well, actually, we don't have a lot of time. The body of Christ doesn't have a lot of time. So actually, right. age, age shouldn't be a barrier to anyone listening to this. It doesn't matter whether you're eighty or twenty or thirty or forty or fifty. I agree. It's really, what you're going to do for the Lord now is important. Uh, your age should be of no relevance now. Uh, we should all be working inter- intergenerationally together. Uh, and I think God is bringing the generations together. I feel that He's bringing the kind of the warriors together to, to yes. really, the ones who will really fight for Him. A hundred percent. Yes. Well, it's been a wonderful testimony and thank you for sharing because you've gone through a lot in your life and you have the joy of the Lord. Here's a person who's gone through so much. Uh, You've gone through abuse, addictions, um, you know, um, also mental abuse from a boy, from a so-called boyfriend and, um, and much more and addictions in, in drugs and alcohol. And God has cured you, healed you, delivered you from all of this and the fire of God is on you. And, um, the spirit of the Lord is on you and you're, uh, you're a spirit filled woman of God who's 
you can see the glory of God on you, Tara. Amen. Oh, all glory to and him. It, yeah. it shines through you. You know, when you, when you see the glory of God, the spirit of the Lord on a person, there's nothing more beautiful than Amen. seeing the spirit of the Lord on a person. And you have great uh, knowledge of the Bible. So uh, keep, 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 uh, keep that up. Yeah. I'd Amen. like to, I'd like to invite you, Tara, to uh, conclude uh, with For a prayer. Sure. For anybody who's listening, you know, especially the younger generation, yes. it can be for anyone, but um, you are in that generation. So maybe yes. if you could lead us in a prayer for anybody who's listening, whether they're a believer or not. For sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Abba, I just thank you, Abba. I thank you for this opportunity, God, to come before you, Lord. And I thank you for Sierra, God. I thank you, Lord, for what she's doing for your work, God. I thank you for her, Lord, the work of the Lord that she's doing. And I just ask you to bless her and increase her, God. And Lord, I thank you for this opportunity for allowing me to share my testimony with other um, unbelievers and believers, God. And I just ask you, Father God, that you would put in, inside of them, God, that you would even fill their hearts now, God, and that you would tear up the fallow ground in their heart, God, to receive the words that were saved, that, that were said today, God. And I pray, God, that these seeds that are planted in the hearts, God, would not be stolen from the enemy in the mm -hmm. name of Jesus Christ. We plant these seeds, God, but you are the one that gives increase, God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, God. And that those who are bound in addiction, that they can be set free. For if you did it for me, God, you will do it for anyone, Lord, because you are not a respecter of persons, as your word says, God. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you even now for convicting the hearts that are watching this, God. Even those that have fa been fallen back, God, that have fallen away, God that there is still hope, God. There is the story of the prodigal son, God. And you are there with your arms wide open, Lord, ready to receive them, Lord. And for the youth, Lord, I pray over them, God. And I ask you, Lord, that you would stir a fire within them, God, that mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a normal Christian life, God, but it would be one where they walk in accord with your spirit, God, that they walk with, with you, Lord, in intimacy with you, Lord. For that mm -hmm. is the best thing that we could ever do, Lord, is be in intimacy with you, Lord. For you, were you will teach us all these things, God, not to strive, Lord, but to walk by grace, Lord. We will walk by your grace, God, and build upon the house with your grace, Lord, because we want gold. We want costly jewels, God. We want silver. We don't want wood, hay, or straw, Lord. We want our work at, when it comes to the judgment seat of Christ to stand through the fire, to stand through the test, God. And I just pray for every hearing now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for ears to be opened in the name of Jesus Christ to hear the voice of the Lord and to convict them, Lord, of, of their calling, God, and how much they're favored and loved by you, God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this uh, opportunity, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you are so awesome, Lord. And I thank you for your love for us, God, your love, God, and that you completed it all on the on the cross, Jesus Christ. I thank you for that, Lord. Ooh. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you. Bless her, Lord. Bless you even now. More, Lord. More. <laughs> Bless Tara. <laughs> I really felt the presence of the Holy Spirit over that. Oh, it was hallelujah. Beautiful. I love hearing people pray. Oh, um, and I'm looking forward to hearing you sing someday. Yeah, let's do it. No, no, and, but... <laughs> and, dance. and dance. We will talk again. How about we talk yes. again on a different topic? Um, and um, that was wonderful. It was a wonderful testimony. Oh, and, amen. Um, it was a, my honor. 
Yeah, well, it's it's all glory to God, and and um, I believe people will be convicted, and the anointing yeah. is there on you. So well done, you. You're a warrior for God, um, yeah. and I, I am genuinely looking forward to seeing you sing and dance. Someday. Me too. Yeah, come over to Florida. We got a yeah. house for you. Come stay with us. And if if your mother at any stage wants to do her test to me, I'd be delighted. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's an invitation that's there. Yeah, Um, I would like to hear it too. (laughs) So thanks a million, Tara. Um, Thank you. God bless you and uh, God bless America. Uh, A country I love, a country I've prayed for for a long time. And, um, you know, uh, there's a huge Irish um, ancestral link between Ireland and America. And your name actually is, there's a place in Ireland which used to be a big Christian site called Tara. Wow. Uh, wow. One day you might come to visit it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's, actually, love there's actually Jewish links in it as well. We're going to do um, a little explanation wow. of that with uh, somebody else soon. Yeah. There's huge oh, links to Israel and Ireland that people don't realize. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I love the... I love the Jewish culture. I love Israel. I love it. So yeah. my yeah. heart is there. Yeah. Like you. I know you too. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. City, city of the great king. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes. All right. I've got to go because I've, I've got to do another interview with Please. Jonathan. All right. Yes. God bless you. Thank Shalom. you so much. I love this. Yeah. Um, we'll talk again soon, Tara. All right. Thank you. Yes. Take God care. bless you. All right. Bye for Bye. now. Take care. Bye. Bye. Folks, thank you very much for listening. That was Tara Shipley from uh, USA, Florida, who has gone through everything from a pornography addiction, um, abuse, sexual abuse, um, drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And uh, she ran away from the Lord for many, many, many years. She faced many suicide attempts, uh, but the Lord delivered her. He brought her back and she's now on fire for God. Uh, Folks, I'm going to go because we're going to now talk to somebody else uh, from Norway uh, who will tell you, uh, tell us, uh, her name is Jane, and she will tell us how she became born again, believer in Jesus. Bye for now. God bless you. All our testimonies are on our YouTube channel, Yeshua Square, and check out yeshuasquare.com. It's a website to connect Christians around the world together. God bless you for now. Take care. Bye-bye.